number 15. Now every Wednesday with Brock and Saul. How y'all like that? Brought to you by Muckleshoot Casino. All right, we are here in the KJ Wright Show. Mike Lefko, Brock Heward, KJ's here, Justin's here as well. Good morning. How's it going, man? Good, man. Hey, we need some energy in this building. Yeah, no one's here. It's, little, it's little cold, people sleep, sleeping quiet. in, taking off work. What is it, the holiday or something? Let's get some energy in Who, here. Who's taking off work? Who on this show is not here that's usually here? Oh, okay. Let's do a little roll call. <laughs> Justin, you, you Justin, you here? Huh? Yeah, yeah, I think I made it today. Justin Barnes, <laughs> you here? <laughs> Hewitt, Hewitt's here? Yeah, Hewitt's here. KJ's here. Mora? No, Mora's doing it. Mora's gone. Mora's on Mora's okay. We get Mora a Salt. Hey, where's Salt? Salt, <laughs> did you excuse yourself? Salt, have you been excused? <laughs> he took Sharon's uh, statement personally. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, we didn't mean that. He goes, you, you, know back, Salt. you know what? I'll take a week <laughs> off. Really want to contemplate what happened, and uh, I'll be back next week. So here we are. Yeah. Um, Brock, we were going to talk about cold weather stuff. I'm a little worried that KJ came in, grabbed my heater, pulled it over towards him already. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's getting cold out there. It is. It it's, is. it's getting cold. Uh, no, we're going to talk about that uh, in a little bit because I know you guys, you played in some cold weather games. So we want to get your, yes. your memories of that, your stories. Because it's, gonna be, it's not going to be Montana cold, Justin. It's going to be cold in Kansas City. What's the temperature? Like it's, uh, 20 years? No, like 10. Mm-mm. Wow. Like oh, it's going to feel digits. real feel of like negative six. Oh, wow. Yeah, you get that wind, you get that cold in there. Oof. No, thank you. No, I know. I've, I've been there, done that. <laughs> do not want to do that again. Oh, yeah. So we are here. Final push for the Seahawks. Uh, three games left in the regular season. Chiefs, Jets, Rams. What's it going to take? I mean, you kind of brought this up. What will it take for the Seahawks to, to win out or just to have a push that gets them to the playoffs? I mean, here we are. Where are we? Seven and seven? Yeah. And, and the reality of the situation is you got to win out. You got to win out if you want to make All the, three. You got to win all three. Okay. It is nine. Nine won't get you in. Nine has never really gotten you in unless you are like Coach Carroll's first year and the division sucks. But nine yeah. won't get you in. And so what? Um, what it's going to take is essentially going to come down to two things. And I told this to the Raiders last year because we, we were in this situation. Got to win out to make it. And first thing I need to see from this team is I need the physicalness to pick up. This is a finesse team. You know, the Chiefs don't really want to run the ball. But you have got to make this game physical. And it's going to start with this offensive line. They have just, we've seen the running game have not been existing these last few weeks. I need to see these guys get going. Get going. I need you to, when whoever covering Kelsey, I need you to press and be physical. And on the second thing, I need the details to be better. We got to do the little things right, get the details going, and just make sure that we just keep pushing, keep pushing, and don't beat ourselves. Don't shoot ourselves in the foot. So, those two things are going to take for this team. Um, they got to get it done because 10 games will get you in. We had this conversation uh, earlier in the week, KJ, and I, I put it out on Twitter asking the 12s why. Why, why, why have they kind of hit a tough skid here? Losers of four and five after winning four in a row, sitting there at six and three, mm-hmm. conversations about Geno MVP, conversations about peak coach of the year, conversations about a culture that's totally turned and back to yep. what it used to be. And then the reality of the NFL hits. Yep. And that is there is not much margin between winning and losing. And when you can't stop the run, it's really hard to win or run the ball. But I asked the 12s, you know, what, what do you think is the biggest culprit? I'm curious where you land on this. It's, it's, oh, yeah, it's, well, Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead bro. Well, I got four choices, but if you know it right away, oh, you no, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, four choices are these rookies are just hitting the wall, man. You're counting on five, six rookie starters, and they played mm-hmm. and they're playing longer than they ever have in, in their career and are just hitting that rookie wall. Secondly was offense and defensive play calling. Mm. That the coaches just from a play calling standpoint, Shane Waldron not running the ball. 
Coach Hurt and company not calling the right defenses, not calling enough pressure, making guys think a little bit too much. Uh, the third was just pure defensive talent. That you just don't mm. have the horses defensively in your front to do what you want to do. Mm. And then the last thing is this is just a rebuild, man. Just patience. I'm sorry. You're just not going to build it in one day. It's going to take some time and maybe another offseason with drafts and, and, and free agents and otherwise to just build up the entirety of the roster. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's some good stuff there. I try. <laughs> that's some good stuff. I think he forgot all the choices. He went so no, long. I remember, I remember <laughs> and it's, um, honestly, it's a combination of all the above, but if I had to put my finger on it, I never want to put this much pressure on these rookies. But we we depended on them a, a lot this year, and they did a lot of good stuff. And when I look at them, you can see like, man, these guys are tired. Mm-hmm. These guys are tired. We was you know glamoring over them, playing so much in the preseason, getting all those reps. Yeah. But here we are, and uh, what we week fifteen, week yeah. sixteen. You can see like their legs are gone mentally, just doing the little stuff right. They're missing on, and so um, if I had to put my finger on, I'm just looking for this rookie class. You, you hit your wall, mm-hmm. you you hit it, and, and and yeah. So now it's time to get over that hump. Let's get over this hump and let's bounce back and finish these last three games. And so I'm looking for, especially with these two um, offensive linemen, looking for Cross and Abrams to get going, be that force up front, both in, both in the pass protection and in the run game to get this offense going. I don't think we appreciate that as much as we should. Maybe that those two, they're playing every snap. You know, they're every playing snap. every single game, every single snap. And yeah. they've done it, like you said, since the preseason. Yeah. That's got to be that's got to be a wear and a grind on two guys that at this point, right? College guys say mm-hmm. hey, you're done. Yep. You're on vacation. You're sitting there taking a little little stretch off before you get ready for uh, spring football. But mm-hmm. this has been a lot to ask for these two offensive yeah. tackles. Yeah. And then then you look on the defensive side with Kobe and Tariq. I, I need the same from those guys. Mm-hmm. You know, Kobe was out there punching balls out earlier in, in the season, being a turnover king and you know, covering his guys well. And, and Tariq, you saw last week and we gave the big play with, with Kittle in the, um, when he's in cover three, just drop to your thirds. I don't need you to make up stuff. Just drop to your thirds. Let's let's play ball. And so when you watch these guys, even you go to Kenneth, where are you? Where have you been? I, I need a hundred. Give me a hundred yards. Can I get a hundred yards um, on Sunday? If he gets a hundred yards, then you best believe we got a chance to win the ball game. And so with these guys, I need them to get going. You had your rookie wall. Now it's really time to bounce back, get it going, and finish this season strong because it can't get done. You you like this matchup? It's it's the Chiefs. It's Patrick Mahomes. It's it's it's, it's Kelsey. It's Andy Reid. It's 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 gonna be tough. This is gonna be tough on the road in ten degree weather. No, I don't like this matchup. How do, so how do you guard Kelsey? Because the linebackers have to guard him, right? So how do you take him away from what he does well? <laughs> There's no such thing as taking him away. <laughs> how do you how do you not let him single handedly <laughs> own the game then? Because you you seen um, first of all your awareness has to be on point. Where's number eighty seven? Mm-hmm. If he's in my vicinity, I have to be alert. Each and every time that I that the ball is snapped, and uh, for Clint Hurt, I'm interested to see his game plan. If he calls a man-to-man coverage and he puts a safety on on Kelsey by himself, then we have a problem. If you're not double teaming this man when um when you call in man-to-man, then we have a problem. I need Kelsey double team every single play. What you have to do with really good offenses, Mike, is that you have to take away what they're good at. Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey have the chemistry of something we've never seen when it comes to this generation of football. They are just on point each and every game. They're just in sync. And so I need you to take them away, make Valdez Scantley beat you, make Juju Smith beat you, but Travis Kelsey is not going to take over this game. If you were starting a franchise tomorrow 
and you get to handpick your tight end to start it. Not for five years, not for ten years, you just for next season, mm-hmm. maybe the season after, and you get to take any tight end. You taking Kittle or Kelsey? Kelsey all day. Kelsey all day. He's just he's just a complete game changer. And I, and I I face Kittle. He's great versus the run. He catches the wide open passes that Shanahan draws up for him. But you give me Kelsey. He is just a matchup nightmare. His IQ is on point. His hands are on point. He's just some guy you can trust no matter what. If I get the ball to this man, he's going to catch it and make a play. And so I'm love both those guys, but Kittle. I mean, but um, but Kelsey all day. So another reason why the run game for the Seahawks is probably important too, right? You can keep possession, keep Mahomes off the field. I mean, the less possessions for Kansas City, it seems like that that could be the way yeah. to keep your defense out of trouble. Minimize how much Patrick Mahomes that offense gets the ball. Yeah, and so we we look at that side of the ball. Tyler's gone. Mm-hmm. Tyler's gone. Shane Waldron. Let's see. Let's see this game plan he puts together. I'm very. I'm hopeful. That he goes a lot of thirteen personnel. Mm-hmm. I need to see thirteen personnel all day, every day. Give me um, who Noah Fan, Kobe, Will Disley. Let those guys run the ball and also spread those guys out. Go empty. Go empty. Put DK. Isolate them against a linebacker and let's play some football. And so I'm really looking forward to see how he maximizes this offense with Tyler out because um, you know you have your hands full. You got a great offense on the other side of the ball. Control the time of possession, but at the same time, I need him to be explosive. Uh, a couple things here. We're going to get running. In about 15 minutes, uh, hashtag. I'd like to see this on the old text toy. Hashtag ask KJ. So Mr. Left goes. He's looking through that little text mm-hmm. toy machine of his. You got a question for KJ about this game, about the holidays, about this home stretch. You you fire away, and we will uh, we will hammer KJ with a bunch of those. Up next, though, KJ, I'd like to get back to two games. Two that you played in. You played in that game in Minnesota, that playoff game, mm, mm, uh, where I think Cam Chancellor, yeah, I think Cam left some skin there, his lizard skin. <laughs> I, I think he left some skin in that stadium. You also played Mahomes a couple years ago in an absolute shootout. So I'd like you to go back in your wayback machine in your brain, take us to those two games because I think they come into play uh, Saturday in Kansas City, if you wouldn't mind. Well, gotcha. Brock, you want to throw out the number? I can do eight six six nine seven nine three seven seven six eight six six nine seven nine three seven seven six. There you go. Hashtag Ask KJ. Text in your questions to the Mac and Jacks text line. We'll get into all those stories next. It's the KJ Wright Show here with Brock and Salk on Seattle Sports Station on seven ten and the Seattle Sports app. This is Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Back in mornings from six to ten on Seattle Sports Station. A lot of good questions coming in for KJ. On the Mac and Jack's text line, 866-979-3776. This might be the best one. Uh, KJ, after watching your episode of House Hunters, did you ever get your heated floors? <laughs> to this day, four years later, no. Ugh. No heated toilet seats nor heated floors. Man. To this day, no. You could use them as it gets cold like this. I know. I get out of my shower freezing. Okay. Yep. Sorry mm. about that. No, well, that leads, us, that leads us right into what we're going to talk about. Cold weather football, and we can only talk about how much fun it would be to sit inside and not play, but you were out there for a cold one. Literally, I think it was what the it was the third coldest game in NFL history. It was January 10th, 2016. Mm-hmm. Bud Grant, <laughs> Pete Carroll's guy, Bud Grant, walking out to flip the coin in his just Minnesota polo shirt. No sleeves, no nothing, no gloves, just grown man. Were you guys watching that when he I did? I don't remember that. No. Oh, you yeah. Remember there no, no coat oh, yeah. on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no coat on. Uh-uh. Yeah. Just a uh-uh. tough guy. Yeah. Yep. 
Uh, so what was K.J. Wright's approach that day? No sleeves, bundled up, stay warm. Well, How did K.J. Wright handle one of the coldest games in NFL history? Let's get this, let's get this understood. When, when you step out of your hotel door, the air and wind just suffocates you. It's like it's just even hard to breathe. Just getting off the bus, going up to warm up. We couldn't even finish our warm up pregame because we were that cold playing the Vikings. And then um, you come to the game. I'm layering myself up with warm skin, putting it on my toes, putting Vaseline. I'm doing everything possible to stay warm. And when you step on the field, it, nothing works. Mm. What is warm skin? I'm sorry. Warm skin. It's like this substance. It's like this white substance that you just layer your body with. It's kind of like the the Vaseline, but supposed to be more potent. Okay. And um, but yeah, but for linebackers, you look at myself and Bobby, no sleeves. We don't wear sleeves. Is that a team. measure of pride? Like it's, it's intimidation a measure, factor it's a measure of toughness. Yes. Yeah. We, we don't. We didn't. Wear, I've never worn sleeves my NFL career. Hmm. And um, looking back at it, this is one. the smartest thing. But um, it's, it's what I did. I had my thing that you put your, your hands in, your little hand warmer, and we went to work. And you, so you're talking about cold. You're talking about miserable. Getting to the sideline, it's, it's, it's not a good feeling. Nobody enjoyed playing in that game. So you all win 10-9. to 9. I think Russell makes one play. The ball snapped over his head, scrambles <laughs> like crazy, hits Doug Baldwin. You guys win 10-9. to 9. How much of that cold and that kind of weather, and it won't be that excruciating in Kansas City, mm-hmm. but it'll still be, it's going to feel like negative degrees. I mean, all yeah. over the country. Chicago, I don't know how they're yeah. going to play this weekend. Chicago is like negative 11 <laughs> with wind and snow, snow. mix and lake effect. Like, it is death. Yeah. I mean, it is truly like life, life and death kind mm-hmm. of in that element. How mm-hmm. much of an impact, though, on the actual game did it make? On the actual game, none. On the actual game, none. Because when you got snow, I've never played in snow. When you have all that snow and slipping everywhere, that affects the game. But you're just playing in just brutal coldness. You just got to be a mental, mentally tough guy and just get through the game and just play ball. And so you feel it in your fingers. I'm not sure, Brock, you play quarterback, how it yeah. affects your grip strength and how the ball sails. You know, I never had to worry about that. But just straight taking on linemen. Tackling people, that's just football. But on the offensive side of the ball, it may have an effect. You could probably explain how. Well, it's, it's, what, there's two, like. yeah, there's two thoughts here. And Tom Brady obviously loved cold, bad weather, his record off the charts. And we know that he kind of liked to de- de- deflate mm-hmm. the football a little bit mm-hmm. to get a little extra grip. Mm-hmm. Pey- Peyton was sharing this story uh, the other day on the Manning cast uh, on Monday night about how he was, he was in the car driving to one of his daughter's basketball games. His daughter Mosley was in the car, and it was the only time that Matt LaFleur had for a coaches meeting. So Peyton and Eli talked to these coaches to get ready for their show on Monday night too. And there's Matt LaFleur talking to Peyton, and Mosley's in the car. And he's yeah. like, you know, Peyton, I mean, Aaron just really likes inflated balls. He <laughs> likes the he likes the balls inflated. And Mosley's giggling and chuckling. <laughs> she found that kind of funny. But Aaron Rodgers was on the other side. He actually, in really cold weather, wants that ball pumped up and doesn't want it, you know, to be affected mm-hmm. by the cold temperature. So mm-hmm. I think guys go both ways. You're absolutely right. You need to have the hand warmer. You need to get some feel and some grip. Mm. I don't think this is going to be – I don't think this is going to define the game at all. Yeah. I, should, I really yeah. don't. It, it, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. And um, you just got there. When you step on that football field, you're both in both those elements. Mm-hmm. You're both cold. You're both freezing. But at the end of the day, you both want this win. 
So do what you got to do to come home with a victory. This is this is a, another obstacle, another hurdle that the Seahawks have got to overcome if they want to achieve what they want to achieve. So I don't want to hear no crying about the weather. I want I want them to go out there. You know, how guys go out there with no shirts and warm up. Let me let me see some of that. Let me see some some of that action. And so um, it's gonna be a really tough matchup. But um, the weather, like you say, it is what it is. Let's let's play ball. Saturday will be almost four years to the day. So you play Mahomes December 23rd, a primetime game in 2018, mm-hmm. almost four years ago to the day. Mm. It's 38-31. Yeah. That was still that was still you and Bobby and, and some oh, of yeah. the boys and everything else, right? Yeah. I mean, that was, the band was still somewhat together. I think there were some injuries that year, but mm-hmm. you all play them 38-31. Tell me about the challenge of facing Mahomes. Yeah, well, that was um, that was 2018, and that was the year that I was had a terrible knee injury, and I, I was actually did come back and play in that game, and um, playing playing against Mahomes, he's just when it comes to top five quarterbacks in the history of the game, he he's in that category, and um, he's not a guy that's going to too much beat himself. He's not going to give you the ball game. He's not going to make those mistakes. You got to go out there and force things to happen. You got to go out there and create turnovers on defense you got to force a fumble you got to read his eyes and go make a pick and so facing him he's just tough he's just a tough guy and I played him twice last year when we was with the um with the Raiders put about 50 points on us <laughs> both games like this guy is just unreal and so what it's going to take is first of all on defense I'm really looking forward to brought to our pass rush mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to these guys not only getting after Mahomes but containing him we have to do what I call a cage rush when you hear me say cage rush, don't try to run upfield and just get his upfield shoulder because what he's going to do, he's going to step right up in that beak out, scramble out, and look for a guy downfield and give you a 50-yard bomb. So I need my defensive lineman to be extremely disciplined in this game. And I'm looking forward to this defense going out there creating and forcing turnovers to give Geno and this offense a chance to get going. All right, well, you have a couple of questions coming in uh, about defending Patrick Mahomes, so we'll get into that a little bit more. And everyone listening... Not us. We can't win this. But everyone listening, you have a chance to win tickets to see the Seahawks and the Rams. That's coming up next as well. So pay attention. We're going to need you to call in when we come back. Your chance to win tickets. We'll talk some more Chief Seahawks here on KJ Wright Show with Brock and Salk. Seattle Sports Station on 710 and the Seattle Sports app. You're listening to Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. On Seattle Sports Station. Well, we asked. The questions are flowing in. Good hashtag there, Brock. Hashtag AskKJ. And they are just ping-ponging in. What's so up, many. What's up, guys? You got a ton of them coming in on the Mac and Jack's text line. 866-979-3776. If you do have a question for KJ, got about 25-plus-ish uh, minutes. Not 30, so didn't want didn't to lie and say we had 30 <laughs> minutes. But we do have a lot of uh, questions coming in. We also have a chance to give you some tickets. So we want to do that in a second. We're going to give away some tickets to the Seahawks-Rams game season finale. It's coming up on uh, so either January 7th or January 8th. They haven't, oh, they haven't announced the date. Yeah, yeah. So clear your whole weekend. If you want to go to this <laughs> game, clear your whole weekend, and we will give away these tickets. And we need you to do something. We need you to call in. So, KJ, I'm going to put this on you. What caller are we taking? Let's take the fifth caller. Fifth caller. Okay. Fifth don't, caller. don't call in yet. Justin, keep those phone lines locked. Don't call in yet. But if you're listening right now on the app, on the stream, so we've got, got to make it fair for everyone. If you're listening on the app or on our stream, call in in 30 seconds. If you're listening on the radio, 
call in in one minute because a little more delayed on the app. So call in 30 seconds on the app, one minute on the radio. Caller number five, you can win four tickets to the Seahawks and Rams game. Need some good seats? I think so. Oh, yeah. Sweets? I don't get them, so I don't know. 866-979-3776. KJ, that is also going to be the number. Yes. I should have said the number. You're right. Thank you, Brock. That when when you're heading out, KJ, and you're getting in your car right away, that's also going to be the number. We're going to call in in, in 28 minutes. I'm taking a risk, KJ. I'm taking a risk right now. <laughs> oh, Brock, you don't bring I, this up. Now we I don't know. Got, we I don't know if you know. Talk about. I, we will get to football, and we got 20 some <laughs> minutes to do so. I don't know if you know what I'm doing right now, KJ. No, I but don't. this started on Monday, okay? Because during the break right there, I was listening to you and Lefko, and you're talking about Christmas plans, and you got all sad for him because he's out here. Because <laughs> he's all he's all out here by his lonesome, right? His family. He can't get back to family till January. He's the fill-in guy. He's the he's the utility man. He does everything in this building. So. He's going to be a lonely only, and he needs someone. So yeah. I'm opening up the phone line for a date. He, he I really love is. It. I yeah. Love it. He's yeah. been excited about this for days. So if you're a grandmother, if you're a mother, if you're a single, <laughs> if you know somebody and you're like, yeah, I want I want to just you know, go out on a date. I want to get some pizza with Mike yeah. Lefko. He's a pickleball extraordinaire. He's a paddleboarder. He's a runner. He's fit. He's young. He's hip. He's uh, he's a great guy. Yeah. And 866-979-3776 at the top of the hour. We're going to get him so he's not a lonely only this weekend. Hey, I felt really bad when you said, I was like, what you doing for Christmas? I was like, who you going to be with? You said nobody. I f- you got you to gotta have somebody to come hang out with you. Okay. Uh-huh. Got some pizza. I have appreciate some all wine. the help, guys. A, bl- I, I a, blind, data, a blind data do you justice. Now, yeah. I hope, I really hope people don't call in thinking they're getting tickets. And right. then they're calling in for this. They're going to be very disappointed. So call in for tickets now. Right now. Call in later for that other right stuff. Right now for tickets. Uh, a date with Lefko uh, a little bit a little bit later. That's what you win instead. If you if you lose out on the tickets, you, you win that instead. That's right. You, you can't give that one back. Why are you blushing, bro? I'm not brushing. Blushing? <laughs> oh, you blushing. I can't even talk. I'm on the radio. You don't know if I'm blushing or not. Uh, we do have a lot of questions for KJ, though. And he yeah. has limited time, bro. Okay, go so ahead. wasting his time right, with go. this. Um a lot of food questions for you, actually, because you mentioned on Thanksgiving you're having spaghetti. Yes. So that got people curious about your Christmas dinner menu. So we have a few that are asking, hey, what's on the uh, Christmas dinner table? Listen, listen, I'm not even thinking about Christmas. I do one thing every time I land. When I go home to Olive Branch, Mississippi, I go straight to Dodge's Chicken. It's a, it's, a gas, it's a gas station joint. Everybody goes there. I'm looking, for, looking forward to my spicy wings. I'm getting 12 spicy wings and two JoJo's. That's, that's on my menu when I land. Mm-hmm. Some good gas station food. Okay, mm. I got a football question for you. Can I ask you a football question? <laughs> talk to him. You talk about playing Mahomes twice last year. Uh, you played him twice as a Seahawk, and uh, actually once as a Seahawk. In 14, back there, he wasn't playing. But in 18, mm-hmm. he was four years ago at home, put up 38 points. Mm-hmm. So if you're a defensive play caller, if you're Clint Hurt, not the edge in the pass rushers and not the cage, how do you play call against him? Is there is there anything you can do as a defensive play caller and Clint Hurt that you would like to see in particular come Saturday morning? Yep, um, I would love to see Coach Hurt make make Mahomes make Mahomes beat you down the field. I don't want to see any explosive plays. There's a stat when you give up over 16 plus yards um, in a drive, their their rate to score goes up like. 50, like 60, 70%. Mm-hmm. So make Patrick Mahomes beat you. I want to see, I believe what our scheme is fits what, what this offense does perfectly. I believe that you have those two high safeties, have your pass rush going, make him dink and dunk the ball down the field. And I believe that's when you can then throw a curve ball like, hmm, go come with a blitz. 
hmm, we're gonna throw a man to man coverage at you where we double where we double Kelsey. And so I don't wanna see any cover threes where he can just throw a deep ball down, isolate your corners, give those guys a break, keep everything in front of you, and make him beat you methodically down the field. Okay, so along those lines, we have a question from Jesse in Olympia. Who's the key or how do the Seahawks contain Jarek McKinnon? Because out of the backfield, the Chiefs have been good at getting the ball to their running backs. Mm-hmm. So he has been a problem over the last couple of weeks. Yep. And so that's that's where the underneath guys come into play. Mm-hmm. They're going to isolate him on Cody. They're going to isolate him on Jordan. And um, even with our even with our outside linebackers, with, with Bruce and Chenna, they can get in a formation. They know when those guys are going to drop. They're going to isolate him. On, on our outside linebackers as well. And so if he's to their side and they know that, okay, I got I got number one on my side, get ready because I'm sure they're definitely drawing up or scheming something to isolate him against our against our linebackers. So it's going to be a tough matchup, and so it, they got to get it done. This feels to me, KJ, there's some of these different games and some of these different matchups week in and week out that you don't have, as at least for me, as great a feel as I do for this one. The more that you talk, the more that we've talked about it this week, the mm-hmm. more that I've listened to Pete and, and look at that injury report and everything else. I, Kansas City is going to move the ball up and down the field. Mm-hmm. I don't see any scenario where it is three and out, three and out, sack, fumble, pick, three and out. They're just that's, – that's not them. That's mm-hmm. not Mahomes. I think just about every game, save for one, he's thrown for 300 yards. They're going to move the ball up and down the field. The key and the critical question for me is can you stop them in the red zone? Can you actually hold Mm -hmm. them to field goals to keep this thing compelling, to put a little pressure on them? If and when they do get to the red zone, what are the most critical matchups there? And that's another thing, Brock. They are are really, really good in the red zone. They draw up some of the most creative plays I've ever seen. Down in the red zone, you got the shovel play to the tight end. You got the play action shovel play to the running back. You get Mahomes out on a on a sprint out. He has a run pass option, and so that's even a tough matchup in the red zone. And so this team is good. I, I don't know how more clearly we can <laughs> right. say it. This right. is a good football team. And uh, what what thing that we have to have is two things on our side. You got to be able to force turnovers, and and honestly, bro, you're gonna need this team to kind of have an off day. You're going to need them to be off. You're going to need them to just have some some blunders to where they don't have. And you saw when they played the Texans last week, they had a slow start. They had they played the – what was that? They played a team the week before had a slow start. So, Denver, yeah. Yep. So you need them to have a slow start, have some blunders, create some turnovers. You need the offense to put up points. And so it's going to be a battle to the very last play. And um, we're going to need a little help from them to, to be able to get this win in all transparency. Yeah, some help from the Seahawks offense as well. So we're going to get into that uh, in a second about what the Seahawks offense can do. But we do have one more question. It was kind of a popular one. A lot of people texting this in about Mahomes and as a linebacker and a guy that has had to, to see him to try to stop him. Ton of text. How do you stop him? Do you spy Mahomes? And what is the role of the spy yeah. then in making sure he still doesn't escape the pocket? Let, let's understand this with this offense. This is not your traditional offense. This is what I call, it's, it's, it's kind of like backyard football. They do some concepts that I've that don't even make any sense. They just mm-hmm. do stuff that like, how I've never even seen this. What is it that you guys are running? And so it's hard, first of all, to game plan for this team because they don't give you any, any tendencies on what they're going to do and when they're going to do it. They could come out in a certain formation and just run the ball. They come out in empty and just do some crisscross 
backside, throwback, whatever. They do what they want to do on offense. And so when it comes to spying Mahomes, that would be nice because we know that he's best when he's moving. He's best. He can beat you on the pocket. Don't get me wrong. But if he gets outside of that pocket and scrambles, you want to have a guy right there to be able to get him. And so um, with him, the enemy, Andy Reid, what they do on offense is something I've never seen in this generation of football. And it is just hard, first off, a game plan for them. When we step on the football field, they're going to get theirs. I know that uh, Mike wants to play a bunch of sound here, KJ, from Coach Carroll and, and, and flip it to the offensive side. Let me just add one little kind of fun detail to exactly what you just said. Uh, I, I had the Chiefs a couple years ago and with COVID. I bumped over and did the NFL that season. And I remember sitting vividly and looking at Andy Reid. And coming out of the draft in 99, I met with Philadelphia. He was then the coach, first-time coach and everything else. So we go back almost 20 years at this point. And I said to Andy Reid, I said, man, what is Mike Holmgren and uh, late Bill Walsh, what would these guys say to you about your concepts? Because you came out of that school. You came out of mm-hmm. the West Coast system. You came out of a 72X shallow cross, 200 mm-hmm. jet X slant, and, and the level of precision and detail. And he kind of chuckled. And he said, man, if you watch our practice and you looked at our game plan, uh, you would still recognize those plays. And you'd recognize, and a perfect example is Seattle. And Seattle was the sale concept. So it's kind mm-hmm. of the high corner, you know, flat route and, and a go route outside. But he said, the difference here is sometimes I will call Seattle. And I'll say to Patrick, hey, let's go. I want, I want Seattle. And then I'll sometimes call sloppy Seattle. And sloppy <laughs> Seattle is you and Kelsey do whatever you want. Like on the playground, seriously. Yeah, like if Kelsey's yeah. feeling KJ Wright and, and his leverage is, and he's playing that route this way, then you have a chance to ad lib and do whatever sloppy Seattle route you want between you two. Because as you said, man, their chemistry and being on the Absolutely. same page is just it's just different than the rest. Absolutely. And then when you look at that versus either man or zone coverage, obviously there's holes in zones. Hey, run this concept, but hey, just whatever you see it, whatever you feel it, I'm going to throw the ball to you. Yep. Just get open. And if it's man to man and he's playing outside leverage and we have a route where you're running outside, just run inside. And so they just do certain things that are hard to stop on can't, defense. Can't make you right, right? I mean, you can't be right defensively. And exactly. That's, that's why the, your best option is to take away their left hand, take away their really good, just double team this man and force him to go to somebody that he's not necessarily familiar with and have that chemistry with all right we built up the chiefs a lot Mm -hmm. i know they're worth it 11 win team right now but all right i want to try to find some reason for optimism because the chief's defense is certainly not on the level with its own offense it's middle of the pack defending the pass they give up a ton of yardage to pretty much every receiver who who goes (laughs) against them has a big game now there is no Tyler Lockett uh, and here's what Pete Carroll said they want to get your thoughts on this KJ about what the offense has to do without Lockett this week no he just needs to keep plugging keep working you know and And that's DK uh, keep moving around and do all the things we do with him but it really gives an opportunity for Marquise and 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 to see Tread and see what he can do to to help us too you know And, and uh all the way through the ranks. Uh, Dariq will continue to play. Penny's working at it too. So um, everybody's going to have to fit together. It, you, you can't replace Tyler. He's too, he's too extraordinary, you know, and what he does will do other things to, to offset, you know, and try to hopefully draw the attention we need. Besides, see what Marquise can do potentially with more opportunities? Sure. Yeah, he's done everything. I mean, he's caught every ball we've thrown at him. He's made all the plays. He's been spectacular in, in his role. I think he's got four or five touchdowns. I mean, five mm-hmm. touchdowns, four. Yeah, he's, so he's you know he's doing a good job. So and and he flies. So we're thrilled about he, that he may get even more attention. 
What's your takeaway from that? Is this, uh, is this enough of a core to make up for the loss of Lockett, or is it more on, hey, DK is just going to go and have to have a beast of a game? No, because think about it. The, the Chiefs are looking like they have one guy on offense that, that we got to stop passing-wise, and that's DK. So I believe what they're thinking defensively is, guys, we're going to take away DK and want to make somebody else beat us. And so that puts the stress on Marquise, who I like. Mm-hmm. I like Marquise. He's someone that's explosive. He's a proven pro. He's got to get you, um, you know, explode down the field. I'm looking for him to be those intermediate routes that Locke can do. Locke can go anywhere on the football field, across the middle, come back. So I need to see more of that from, Mar- from Marquise. And who is next? That's my question. Mm-hmm. Well, that was my question. I'm asking you. I'm, I'm <laughs> asking anybody. Turn it to Brock. Who, who, anyway, who's who, next? Who, who's yeah. going to be next? Because it's um, you want to you you got to get the ball after guys. If they're, if they're smart, they're going to take away DK, and that's push stress onto other guys. And so that's why I said these tight ends have got to come to life. Yep. I believe we're going to see more thirteen personnel yep. and um, you know, just dink it, just get the ball down the field, control the game, get the ball down the field. Gino, do what you did well. In, in the beginning of the season, in the middle of the season, and utilizing these guys to open up this offense. So that's what the game plan has got to be. Shane Waldron has got to do this. I don't want to see 11 personnel. You, if you come out in 11 personnel and try to win the ball game, he go hear from me next week. And so mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to 13 personnel, 12 personnel. Let's get the ball. Let's run the ball. Get the ball to these tight ends. Could not agree more. And one of the challenges on that practice report yesterday was no Noah fan. So he had a knee that, that showed up. I don't know if he's been battling that this season. I haven't seen that much over the course of the year on the injury report. So we'll have to, to keep an eye on that, whether he can go. He was totally out of practice yesterday. Today's a big day. Kenneth Walker was out yesterday. That ankle flared up. Noah Fant was out yesterday with a knee. Big Al Woods, you've got some bodies mm-hmm. that are still hurting, even after the Thursday game, KJ, that you played and had a weekend off. Mm-hmm. So that's not a great sign. The first day back, those guys miss. But you got 60 to 65 plays on average in an NFL game. Mm-hmm. And out of those 60 to 65, I am 100% with you. I would love to see 30 of those be 13 personnel. Mm-hmm. Go out there, and, and what would you rather have, Penny Hart, Laquan Treadwell, or Colby Parkinson, Will Disley, and Noah Fan? Yeah, and uh, Coach Carroll said Treadwell. He just, yeah, he just got there. Yeah, that's, he, the, what, what what can he do? That's, that's you no, know, what can he do offensive? And I love Penny, but you know, Penny has typically been a special teams guy, and so um, he does have his hands full. The, the offensive coordinator Shane Watt, he does have his hands full. But, hey, this is the NFL. This is the best of the best. We need you to just become a mad scientist this week and just draw up some stuff to make sure this offense is successful. So this is for this is for this is the big dog. This is the NFL, and so get it done. Let's execute. Let's come out with a win. You need to give the pep talk. Man. I know, I know, you're going to be busy. You can't fly to Kansas City, but yeah, no, they don't need go me. Give them that pep talk. They don't need me. And I, and I asked Coach Carroll. I asked Coach Carroll last week. I said, Coach Carroll, who are the guys in the locker room that you are looking for to make sure that this thing goes? Who are the guys that you're looking for in the locker room to make sure that your message that you're sending is resonating with the fellas? And he said, Gino, and he said, DK, and that that kind of hurt my heart. Because I was looking for like a guy on defense, like mm. you know that's mm-hmm. you know defense wins championship, defense wins ball games, and so I'm looking for a guy defensively to take this team to just and just put them on their backs. I need somebody on defense to go and make a play, and so um, my guy since the beginning of the season was Quandre Diggs. Quandre is a guy that's played some big time football. Quandre is a ball hawk, and um, Quandre has got to find a way to take this team and lead them to victory. I'm putting it on him to get mm. it done. Mm. I'm calling him out. I love mm. him as a brother, and I'm looking forward to him having a big time game 
come come Sunday. Yeah. All right. Well, so during this stretch, during these these areas of struggle, because the Seahawks were six and three, they've now lost four of five. Where have you noticed, maybe it's an area, maybe it's an overall grouping that's been kind of a struggle that wasn't there during this win streak or has still been an issue throughout the season? It's, it's the run the run defense mm-hmm. and the run offense. It's, it's, been, it's been pretty embarrassing. And um, when you look at them defensively, just game after game after game, like, what are you doing? Like, you're a professional athlete. How do you let the same thing continue to happen happen to you? You know, they, they can't continue. And I just want them to, first of all, just tackle better, to feed blocks better. Then when I look on offense, this is December football. It's going to be cold. The elements won't be in your favor. Run the football. Mm-hmm. Go, and, and don't just – I want to see no counters and powers. Give me an ISO. Give me a stretch where Kenneth Walker can just run here, put his foot in the dirt, and get north and south. Put your put your helmet in someone's chest and let's play some freaking football. That's what I want to see. I want to see some uh, uh, just a mentality like I haven't seen before, and that's what it's going to take. This is December football. Mm. Let, let, let's mm. let's go. Let's get to mm. these playoffs. Let's be tough. Let's be gritty. Let's go make it happen. Uh, what what has happened? Hashtag Ask KJ. Here's a little football question. Uh, this comes in from uh, let's see Brock. Uh, hashtag Ask KJ. What's happened to the boot game? That boot game was so good early in the year. Know, right? Seriously, that 13 yeah. personnel, that 12 personnel, that run game, is it because the run has disappeared, that there's no boot game? Have you seen an adjustment by teams? I think it it started to go away, frankly, against the Buccaneers and then the Raiders. Yep. And I think some of that was Chandler, Max Crosby, and those really wide nine and everything yep. else. But what has happened to that facet that was so devastating the first six, seven, eight games of the season, and can that reappear here down the stretch? Well, firstly, as as a defensive coordinator, when you see that a team is doing something so well, what you do is like, guys, this is what the Seattle Seahawks are doing. They're, they're hiding these guys in these crosses formation, and they're bringing them across. And so what we have to do as a defense is we got to take this away. And so what you're seeing is that defensive coordinators are being smart, seeing what the Seahawks did well, and they're eliminating what I said, your left hand, they're eliminating what you did very well. And like you said, Brock, as well, you cannot have a boot game. You cannot have a play-action game if your run offense is non-existent. No one's going to, no one's going to fall for, the, for this fake run that you're running. And so if you want to have the boot game come to life, then you got to run stretches. You stretch left, stretch right, get some yardage, and then you run a fake stretch and come with the boot. Yeah. That's, that's just simple football. The linebackers, they get their eyes going, oh, it's a run, it's a run. Nope, I'm bringing them out the back door, and we're going to have a 10, 15-yard game to our tight ends, and we're going to have some fun getting our offense up and down the football field. So with the run game, is it just staying committed to it throughout the game, even if it's not working early? Because the Seahawks, they had some struggles early on against the 49ers, and they no, went they away didn't. from it. No, they didn't. They only ran it one time on well, the opening drive, that, two times on the first two drive. So no, but Brock they, they gained five yards. They gained four yards. Yeah. Like, I'm not buying that. Yeah, like, that so, was not a good enough well, excuse. And that's why, so, Brock, that's what I brought up to him uh, on Monday. We were looking through it. I said, look, they have not attempted more than 20 carries in a game yeah. over these last five games, and they've, yeah. lost, they've lost four or five. So when you look at what the Bucks did and the Raiders and the Panthers, and they ran it, 40 sometimes yeah. the Seahawks just have to fully commit to it like it, that you do it also depends on what's going on the opposite side of the football if you're running the ball and you're not getting it but the the, the Chiefs are putting up mm-hmm. seven points here um, another seven points here and you're getting behind then you're stuck you got to try to climb out of that hole to pass to pass the ball so if the run game is non-existent 
on offense, the defense got to stand up to keep them to field goals, create turnovers to where, hey, we're looking, okay, this is a this is a 10-3 ball game in the middle of the second quarter. Let's keep this thing going. Let's find ways to get this offense going. And so if the run game is not happening early, the defense got to step up and, and hold it down. Let's hold it down. Let's keep battling. I know it's a three and now. I know we're pissed off. I know it's cold, but who really cares? Let's keep going and playing football, and let's get this thing done. And so mm. got to keep going. Play okay, after two, play, down after down, and get it, get get the win. Two things, KJ. Two things we got to do here to wrap. Oh, three things, actually. Three. We have time yeah, for three? All right. Yeah, we got three things. <laughs> Number one, Justin Barnes. Who is our fifth caller? Do we have a fifth caller? We do. Second? Congratulations to Andrea in Redmond. Hey. What? Andrea in Redmond getting Andrea four tickets? Four tickets to go to the game. To the finale. That's number one. Number two. This little gas station where you get these wings, 12 of them, with yeah. two JoJo's. Yeah. <laughs> how, how spicy are these wings? They're, the, they're just perfect. It's like the perfect blend. And it's fried chicken, too. Bro. Oh, just the so perfect. Hungry. It's crunchy. It's spicy. Oh. And I just eat the whole box. Don't even, don't do about my, my, sometimes. What do the wife and kids do? What do they, do they get, get any? Get your own meal. <laughs> hey, yeah, they got chicken tenders there. They got some uh, piece of sticks. Right. They can get whatever right. they want. Hey, these That's 12 wings are mine. And no I one's used, touching them. And no a cool, one's touching and them. And a cool story, Brock, um, I went to day camp. I went to summer camp as a kid. And uh, my mom, she was a cop. And I was like, Mom, you bring you bringing my, my wings today? She's like, son, you know, I got you. And I remember one day I was just crying like a baby. Because I opened up my Dodgers chicken, I shared it with one of my friends, mm. and these other kids had jumped on my chicken like some piranhas, and I had like three pieces of chicken oh, left, no. and I was I was boohoo crying. You my never mom, shared again. Never shared again. Uh. And I started eating in my mom's car because she was a police officer. I was just going to a police car and just eating my chicken in her car during lunchtime. And so yeah, when it comes to sharing my chicken, don't even don't come near me. Never share food. <laughs> One down, two down. Okay, here's the third and finale. 866-979-3776. You've spent now an hour with Lefko. You did it over Thanksgiving as well. Do you want to make a pitch? I made my pitch about him not this being alone. This is really what we're ending? Yeah. That, well, yes, because it's going to – next segment's a quick one. So, KJ, can you give a little dating pitch to Lefko? Can you give someone's maybe on the fence right now hedging their bed a little hey. bit like, man, if KJ endorses <laughs> Lefko, maybe I should make a call in. Hey, to all my single ladies out there, look, looking at my guy Lefko, he passes the eye candy test. He's a handsome guy, got a nice smile, well-groomed. And um, when it comes when it comes to his personality, I would give him some wine, you know, get him, get him loosened up a little bit, Take, have a shot or two to get him loosened up. But um, good guy and um, got a good, good job and um, yeah, handsome fella. So great smile too, right? Yeah, Warm and friendly. Yeah. But yep. make sure you give, make sure you you know give him a shot or two. All right, <laughs> let, let his hair down. On that note, I don't know how we go <laughs> go on from down. there. So eight six six nine seven nine three seven. This is seven, your hour six. though. Anything else you want to close on? Final no, thought on the matchup? No, Are we um, ending like that. No, just this is holidays, man. I just want everyone to have a very merry Christmas. Have a holidays. Just really enjoy family. Like, put your phones away. I'm going back to Mississippi, and um, I just want to just spend time with family, my grandma, my mom and dad. Mm. Just enjoy football. It's going to be Christmas Eve. Just enjoy balls. It's going to be some basketball playing. And so put your phones up. Enjoy family, and um, enjoy the holidays. Yeah. Great message right there. Yeah, Thank you, one. KJ. Yeah. KJ, yeah, appreciate always it. Always a pleasure. Fun hour. All right, more coming up next here on the Brock and Salk Show. You're listening to Seattle Sports Station on 866 Yeah, they know the number by now. They know the number. <laughs> it's coming up next. Seattle Sports <laughs> app and Seattle Sports on 710.